Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Smith with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, June 18th. Automotive supplier Velodyne's history is rooted in LiDAR and autonomous vehicles, dating back nearly two decades when company founder David Hall and his brother Bruce entered a DARPA grant challenge designed to encourage development of fully autonomous ground vehicles. Now, the company is taking its LiDAR technology and know-how and applying that expertise to help cities create smarter and more connected infrastructure. John Barad, VP of Business Development, says Velodyne's Intelligent Infrastructure Solution, or IIS, is a natural extension of the company's work in autonomous vehicles. He also says the LiDAR-enabled IIS system costs less, is easier to install, maintain, and operate, delivers better imaging and data, and protects citizens' privacy more so than other smart infrastructure technologies. For example, unlike traditional cameras, IIS works in all kinds of weather, night and day, and also does not allow for facial recognition. Velodyne is currently working with the New Jersey Department of Transportation to deploy IIS, and Barad says they represent a typical customer. He also says that while IIS helps actively make roadways safer and helps protect pedestrians, the technology also delivers data and insight that can help city planners think through future investments in infrastructure, understand how those decisions may impact traffic flow, and so much more. Another benefit? Opportunities to reduce emissions and thereby reduce the impact vehicles have on climate. What feedback is Velodyne getting from customers implementing IIS? How is the company managing cyber risks in the wake of recent ransomware attacks? And how do IIS and the company's ongoing work in autonomous vehicles complement each other and help drive the scaling of self-driving cars? We've reached Velodyne VP of Business Development, John Barad, at his home office north of San Francisco. John, how are you today? Thank you for joining me on Daily Drive. Hey, Steve. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Good to speak with you. So tell us about Intelligent Infrastructure Solutions. What is it and what are the benefits? Absolutely. So our Intelligent Infrastructure Solution is a new full end-to-end smart uh, city solution uh, that we are providing to municipalities and and other cities and uh, and customers who want to utilize LIDAR in a fixed position, not necessarily on a moving robot or a vehicle or, you know, the, the traditional areas and applications where, where LIDAR is being applied, but um, using all the same benefits that LIDAR offers, but just putting it on a light pole or putting it on a wall or a ceiling um, and using it to monitor the environment. And there's a number of benefits that LiDAR offers these types of applications, and we're getting a lot of really, really great interest, um, starting with uh, traffic monitoring and uh, using using the technology to uh, uh, provide smart intersections to the uh, uh, this uh, this smart new world that we're entering into. So we hear a lot of conversation around connected infrastructure and a whole suite of technologies that in, that enables that. LiDAR, your, your traditional cameras. Um, what kind of technology competes with LiDAR-enabled infrastructure? 
Yeah, so um, so LIDAR, I'll, I'll first start to answer that question with um, some thoughts about the benefits of LIDAR. Um, you know, LIDAR is a, an active uh, lighting, uh, active light source. Uh, it's, it is invisible light that is emitted from the sensor. Hundreds of thousands of millions of points of light are emitted every second. And so as a result, um, LIDAR works at night, works in darkness um, or in low lit conditions. Um, it even works in, um, in inclement weather. So um, there's some advantages of being able to use that type of technology um, in uh, these uh, smart city applications uh, w uh, like traffic and intersections uh, where you know traffic doesn't stop. And actually 70% of pedestrian fatalities occur at night. So uh, having, you know, when we talk about smart infrastructure, um, you know, we need infrastructure that can see and monitor uh, what's going on around it 24 hours a day. Uh, and so that, that's important. Um, another, another key benefit that LiDAR offers is it's got great range and a field of view. So um, the, the traditional sensor we use has a 360 degree field of view uh, and can, and, um, the uh, the light can uh, can reach up to 200 meters. Um, so as a result, uh, we have the ability to utilize a single lidar sensor that could cover an entire intersection, and that has a number of implications. Um, the most apparent is just um, there's there's less clutter on the light poles, um, and it's a lower cost to install and easier to install. You know, t uh, other technologies. Uh, like you're asking about that, that are also applied in this sector, like uh, traditional cameras or radar, or or what's called a uh, coiled loop or a loop detector, which is a piece of wire buried under the pavement. You need, you know, half a dozen, maybe even a dozen of those sensors to cover an entire intersection, and so it does it does add up in in cost. Um, and then fi finally, I'd say you know one of the one of the biggest, most interesting benefits um, that we're seeing when we when we talk about smart infrastructure, we're talking about monitoring everything that's going on. But there um, introduces this, you know, issue of of privacy. Um, and lidar doesn't uh, uh, provide the ability to do any facial recognition; can't detect the color of your skin or or fe facial features. And so, as a result. Um, it uh, it is an, a nice alternative to uh, to putting up cameras, even even when even if cameras are, um, you know, if the if the video is encrypted or if uh, there's uh, you know uh, encryption or uh, you know blurring out of people's faces, you know, there's there's still a risk, and and the and the general public is is somewhat um, can be apprehensive or uh, concerned about about those types of things popping up all over the place. Outside of the monitoring of the public, like you, like you just described, do these other technologies complement with Velodyne's solution? Um, is, it, is it a situation where it's complementing, or is the LiDAR-enabled infrastructure solution a piece that can stand on its own? Yeah, good, good question. So, um, you know, I, I'd say the, uh, the answer is um, yes and yes, <laughs> um, that LiDAR, just, just as in the automotive world, um, LiDAR is a critical sensor, but it's not the only sensor uh, for a vehicle. It complements 
radar, it complements cameras and provides additional redundancies and capabilities that those that those other sensors cannot cannot do. Um, in these types of infrastructure applications, there's so many different use cases um, and and applications where the technology can be used. And so there certainly um, are complementary aspects to it. Um, the most apparent one, which I just spoke of, is uh, you know facial recognition or or um, you know other other types of object recognition um, or sign reading, license plate reading. You know which in traffic is is considered you know enforcement. Um, you know speed speed cameras and whatnot require those types of uh, high resolution camera images in order to. Uh, provide proof that you know uh, there was actually you know the person uh, was was uh, was responsible for for something. Um, so in those instances, you know certainly um, cameras are needed. Um, but however, I, I would say for you know uh, in in infrastructure for if we're looking at monitoring um, objects and and the solution that we provide our intelligent infrastructure solution. Um, doesn't have any additional cameras or radar attached. Um, we can we can provide this solution on its own, lidar only, and and really provide a uh, you know all of the capabilities and and analytics that that a city would want to do um, uh, to do, uh, do stu congestion studies on their on their traffic safety analysis studies of a intersection. Uh, we're even working. Um, on connecting uh, our solutions to traffic signals so that we can improve flow patterns or, or help improve uh, crosswalk detection, detection um, a whole host of, of applications. So let's talk about your consumers, your customers. Let's talk a little bit about cost to those customers. Can you describe a typical IIS customer and maybe talk a little about cost to implement the intelligent infrastructure solution, cost for ongoing maintenance versus some of these technologies that are being deployed today. Yeah. Um, so the the typical customer that we are targeting um, are municipalities and, and government agencies. Um, they're the ones that that own the infrastructure, uh, you know, our city streets, um, and so we have uh, a number of of deployments and pilots that are going on um, around the country, um, both in the US and, and Canada, uh, and we're working directly with, with cities. Um, we, just, uh, uh, we just announced um, we've got a big deployment with New Jersey DOT um, and the city of New Brunswick, New Jersey, and Rutgers University. We're gonna be putting up over a dozen uh, different sensors at intersections there for smart city uh, project that that uh, they're working on um, and uh, so it but I, I would say there's also other types of customers that uh, you know could have interest in uh, fixed mounted sensor applications those could be security applications those could be um, uh, 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 crowd analytic applications at sports stadiums and airports and certainly as we're coming out of covid now there's there's a lot more travel and people are out and about and and it's important to have that information really wherever there is a crowded environment, whether it's cars or vehicles, scooters, you name it. LiDAR is great um, for for tracking and, and analyzing these crowds because 
you know, there's uh, LIDAR provides, you know, centimeter accuracy, centimeter level accuracy, um, and has, as I mentioned, kind of this, this really wide field of view. So, you know, hundreds of objects can be tracked simultaneously and, and uh, the system can know exactly where they are in the space um, in, in the environment. Also, you know, because we know all of that, the, the ability to understand where those objects are in relationship to others uh, in the space is, is also really helpful. Um, when we're doing safety analysis, we're looking at near-miss detection, um, which is the idea of, of analyzing how safe an intersection is by looking at how many um, potential unsafe situations or, or crashes almost happened. Um, you know, the, the, only, the only way to really do that today with, with current technology um, is, is really just to look at the crash reports from, from the police department. Um, and that's how cities do it today. They, they say, okay, we had X number of crashes here. Let's look at those crashes and see, you know, maybe there's, there's something we can do about it. Um, with, with IIS or our Intelligent Infrastructure Solution, it provides these cities with a more proactive way to analyze the safety of their intersections and, and, and look at situations they might not uh, be aware of yet. For instance, if we've got a high prevalence of jaywalking at, at one intersection, or uh, there seems to be, uh, you know, a lot of near misses of, of bicycles with, uh, you know, a car turning right and bicycle going north or something like that. Um, if, you know, if those start to pop up uh, and, and we can, we can identify those and provide reports to the city and they can proactively say, hey, this is, this is a potential risk. Let's, let's mitigate this before there's an accident, um, which ultimately saves them um, an incredible amount of, of, of money, cost, time, but also it saves lives. Um, intelligent infrastructure, you know, I think is, is, is really important. We talk a lot about autonomous vehicles and how autonomous vehicles will save lives. Well, well, I think in combination with additional uh, intelligent infrastructure, the ability to understand what's going on at that intersection before a, a vehicle even gets there uh, will be tremendously important um, and ultimately help us connect um, and provide more intelligence to the the uh, the vehicle uh, before you know before it can arrive, so it could reroute or, or make different decisions as to you know, how to approach a, a particular area. I think this notion of proactive planning that you mentioned is very interesting. Uh, I've had Kent Larson on the, the show. Kent leads the City Solutions Science Group over at MIT Media Lab. And he is working with city planners all over the world to proactively use data like you described to do future uh, urban planning to rezone to change to change um to change you know how cities are currently planned where green space is uh, going to be the uh, place traffic flow traffic patterns a lot of the stuff that you're describing here as mm -hmm. this solution also enables i'm curious when you think of city planners and when you think of your typical customers, do you think they are aware of or understand this technology? And as they think about their infrastructure investments, their city planning investments, do you think that this technology is top of mind as they think through those strategies? 
Yeah, so, well, it's a great question. I think that, um, you know, LIDAR is, as I, as, as I mentioned before, you know, LIDAR is well known in the automotive sector. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it uh, has, is becoming uh, more well known uh, across the board uh, for all these other applications like robotics and, um, and uh, drone applications and agricultural applications and other types of mobility applications. Um, you know, city, city planners, I think, um, know LIDAR because of those applications. But it's still, um, you know, early where, you know, and that, that's why we're, we've announced this, this product and we're making a big push to uh, get, this, get this out there, um, that when we, when we talk to city planners, uh, whether they're in the innovation group or in the traffic group or in the construction zone team, um, Vision Zero team, there's all these different groups within the municipality that, uh, that deal with traffic and deal with technology. Um, they, uh, they don't, they don't realize LIDAR can be used in this sort of capacity. Uh, but once they do understand, uh, it's actually really exciting because, uh, we're showing them oftentimes data that, uh, they've never seen before, um, data that they didn't think they could get access to. Um, and, uh, it's finally got to a point where I think it's, uh, you know, the, the solution, uh, you know, LIDAR is coming down in, in cost. We're scaling up manufacturing of the sensors. They're becoming more ruggedized. And, and with that, uh, we're able to bring down the cost very dramatically and aggressively, um, which puts our solution um, in a very competitive position compared to other types of camera-based systems or radar-based systems. So, so kind of back to your, your earlier question, um, and, and combined with the fact that uh, you can install, you only need a single sensor for an intersection. Uh, the overall solution price um, can often be a lot less than, than what it would cost for, uh, for a, a camera or a radar system. So uh, these, uh, these, these customers of ours, are, they're excited about what they're seeing. And um, I think as uh, we, we talk more and more about it and, and as we, we showcase the, the work that that we're doing with with some of these uh, some of these cities, that uh, that'll be there will be a, a lot a lot more more interest to come. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back with more. As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, Top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? That's a great question. And honestly, it's it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. We've seen recent headlines around ransomware attacks on our pipelines, food supply chain, 
What do you say to folks who may have reservations about connecting our infrastructure even more so than it is today? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, a, it's certainly a, a serious concern and, um, you know, a problem that, that we have to face um, no matter um, whether we, we continue to connect our infrastructure. But I, but I think we have to think about it, you know, in a in different ways in, in that, um, you know, there, there, there's a cost benefit analysis one, you know, first of all, to understand what, what are the benefits of connected infrastructure and more autonomous solutions? How can that improve our society? How can that save lives, improve safety, um, reduce risk and, and reduce cost, um, and even pollution. I mean, there's with, with lower traffic comes, um, or with more efficient traffic comes, comes less pollution, which is obviously so important. Um, and then, and then I think with with respect to the to the risk, um, you know that that is also another big um, area of investment that our our country and world needs to make in order to combat these these types of risks. Um, and I don't I don't believe that we should try to uh, limit progress, uh, but but try to make progress on both fronts. Um, build up better defenses, you know, for uh, you know against some of those targeted types of attacks, um, but but yet still enable us to, um, you know, enjoy all of the all of the benefits that these types of solutions can offer us. Well, the cyber topic is also core to the headlines we've seen since the beginning of the year regarding future investment in the infrastructure in America. I'm curious, in your view, how would passage of an infrastructure bill speed the deployment of IIS? Well, absolutely. I think um, it absolutely would. And, and I think it's, it's, imp- it's important, uh, you know, that the, the infrastructure is managed and maintained uh, by cities and municipalities, um, which rely on um, <clears throat> uh, on, on funding uh, taxes and, and other funding to to be able to support. Um, I think it's the uh, proposals that are that are out there um, to modernize our infrastructure and to bring more smart technology into it in order to to connect these is uh, I, I think it's it's uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to. Um, not only accelerate the deployment, but really, you know, accelerate the innovation um, that can happen when all of these all of these types of applications start to come together. You know, a, a smart city or smart infrastructure isn't just one application, but it's the idea of connecting sensors and connecting all different types of objects together so that they're are uh, they're more aware of of what's going on and can provide. Uh, more analytics that we can take action on. So, um, I think that it'll it'll spur more innovation and and be a wonderful opportunity for for our economy and society to uh, kind of uh, go into a, a new era um, that that has so many wonderful benefits um, that that it can offer. I've I've known a Velodyne for several years, and when I think about the company, when I think about the brand. I have naturally thought about it, product solutions in the context of autonomous vehicles 
in the context of the product itself. Mm-hmm. Would you describe IIS as an innovation for the company? Maybe an adjacent innovation to what perhaps has been its core capabilities and expanding that into new areas like connected infrastructure and serving a different kind of client? Is, is this a new area, new capability, a new skill set that that uh, Velodyne is building on? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, our our core uh, market where we focus and and you know really what started the business. Um, you know, is is the automotive sector. You know, David Hall's invention uh, was uh, at the DARPA Grand Challenge to build a autonomous vehicle that could cross the Mojave Desert, um, and that has remained our uh, you know our biggest market where we where we focus a lot of our 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 effort on developing new products that uh, can meet the needs of. Um, not only autonomous vehicles, but also ADAS applications as well. But, you know, as we kind of march down this path of, um, of production or, or maturity uh, in the technology, uh, you know, the, there's, there's so many other new applications that are starting to pop up. As I mentioned, you know, when you, when you, when you come down in price, um, which the price of LiDAR is coming down orders of magnitude, um, from from where it was, you know, five five years ago, um, we just uh, we just announced the next generation Velibit, which is, you know, in the hundreds of dollar range. When uh, once we we get to full production with that sensor, um, as a result, there's so many uh, innovators and product developers and engineers out there that that look at the the data that can be uh, received from a LIDAR and say, hey, I could do something really exciting here. Or I could do something there. Um, and so there's there's just so many really great applications that, that, uh, that we're excited about and excited that we have such a wide uh, uh, breadth of, of product or portfolio of products that can offer different things to different applications. With LiDAR, it's not really like a one-size-fits-all. There's, you know, there's range and resolution and size and cost and field of view um, and, and weight, and you know, it list goes on. And so you look at all these different applications, um, you know, it's, it, 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 there, there are different sensors that can be applied and have different benefit for different applications. So um, with this particular solution, you know, we looked at, uh, this market um, <clears throat> and said, "Hey, this is this is an emerging market. This is a an interesting market where lidar can play a really meaningful role um, in developing smart cities. But in addition, smart infrastructure is so important to um, the deployment and success of of uh, autonomous vehicles and smart vehicles. And so, we wanted to play a role and." invest in into into this to build this to bring this solution to market um, so that we can uh, you know accelerate uh, accelerate that development which will uh, in turn um, accelerate the development of, of the other markets that we're into as well so so yeah I mean I think it's it is an adjacent market um, this is a a full solution you know it's it's not just the lidar that we're selling here but it's LiDAR plus uh, edge compute box um, plus the uh, analytics software um, that that uh, that provides 
the end application to the customer. Let's talk about the next-gen VelaBit Center uh, announced earlier this week. What's better in this version, and what's the impact, if any, it's going to have on the intelligent infrastructure solution? Yeah, it's really exciting. This is just a, a groundbreaking sensor that um, has so much potential. Um, we we announced the first generation back at uh, CES 2020, um, and have had wonderful success, um, you know, building and engineering that with uh, with our customers. Um, and uh, we brought out this next generation, which has a larger field of view and um, approximately three times more points per second emitted um, uh, out into the environment. So it's, it's um, an incredibly um, exciting uh, sensor that's getting, getting a lot of interest. It's small, it's lightweight, um, it takes advantage of our uh, proprietary, what we call micro LIDAR array, which is a technology um, that's also found in our, our VEL array sensors. Um, and it provides us with the ability to uh, uh, produce uh, high quality, high resolution sensors uh, at very low cost. Um, and so I think, you know, Velabit will certainly uh, have an impact on the automotive sector, you know, addressing cost while maintaining you know, high performance um, and, and, and also shrinking um, the form factor so that it can be integrated in uh, more places certainly will be important and is important to that sector. But uh, it's also, you know, just as we were, we were discussing, there's so many other applications where uh, lower cost, high performance sensor uh, really could, could be applied and will have implications certainly for infrastructure. Um, the, um, the ability to embed these, uh, into all different types of, of, uh, of, of our infrastructure, maybe even be used inside to mount, mount on walls more easily or ceilings, um, used in malls or at stadiums. It, um, certainly a, a number of, uh, uh, exciting ideas we can imagine with, uh, with this type of technology. Well, let's close with tapping into your imagination a little bit more. It's 2030. You're looking at the deployment, the scaling of these technologies. What's the world look like? What's the well, more specifically, how do the roadways in America uh, operate with uh, you know future deployment of these types of technologies, not only in vehicles but also in infrastructure? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, our, our roadways will be safer. Um, and that's and that's you know the 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 primary goal that that we're after, um, you know pedestrian safety uh, is is uh, you know it's a problem that's growing even even in uh, you know when during this COVID era where traffic is down um, pedestrian fatalities are still up um, because people people are out and about more um, and so having more uh, intelligence in our in our infrastructure will improve safety. So that's what, that's what, you know, the, the primary uh, goal and, and what it looks like. I think also, you know, I guess aligned with that or, or, uh, you know, will, we will see reduced, um, you know, traffic and congestion. Um, you know, people may drive more, uh, which is great. And there's, uh, you know, certainly in 2030, there will be more people um, and more access to uh, mobile solutions. Uh, but, 
hopefully they'll be more efficiently getting from point A to point B um, with, with, you know, just, uh, you know, thinking about how we, how we approach mobility today, we all look at our Google maps and say, okay, it's, it's going to tell us which is the fastest route to take. Um, but certainly, um, you know, in, in 2030, uh, you know, that'll be automatic. Uh, the, the vehicle will know uh, already which, which way to go. Uh, and the infrastructure will be dynamic and be able to report back uh, quickly, immediately, and intelligently um, to help help uh, help improve those. Uh, and then I think finally, just you know, uh, reducing reducing pollution is is important. Um, you know, there's there's certainly no reason that a car should be idling at a red light if it's the only car at the intersection. Um, and, uh, you know, idling produces, uh, more, more pollution, um, than, uh, uh, than, 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 you know, than driving. And so, uh, you know, intelligent solution just simply by improving flow patterns, uh, through a, through an intersection, uh, can, can reduce, uh, reduce pollution, which, which, uh, is certainly an important goal for, for us all in the coming decade. An exciting future indeed. John, thank you for spending some time with me today on the show, telling us about Velodyne's latest innovations and painting what I think is a terrific future of of mobility here on on American roadways. Thank you. Well, thank you, Steve. I really enjoyed the time and I I enjoyed the discussion. And um, yeah, thanks, thanks for the opportunity. That's Daily Drive for Friday, June 18th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening. Have a terrific weekend, everyone. We'll be back on Monday.